All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Anthony. Welcome back to our podcast. Here's my buddy Davion. He's here as well. Uh, we're What's happy to- going on? Yeah. So we're happy to uh, today we're going to talk about Hunter Hunter and we want to talk specifically about Hunter Hunter. Some of the men types just get really deep into that anime is something that actually Davion recommended to me to watch. I believe last summer was that. Yeah, I think it was about a year ago. I think it was about a year ago. And I yeah. think the anime has been out for a long time. It's been sitting on Netflix for a long time. And I never actually opened it up to watch it because I was like, ah, maybe it's too late for me. But I'm mm-hmm. so glad. So glad that you recommended that to me because I've been obsessed with it ever since. Yeah, I think so. The way that I got into Hunter Hunter was so I was reading some, something on the Internet and it was talking about the Chimera Ant Arc, mm. which I think should be a whole episode on its own because mm. it's so epic. But I was, you know, kind of putting it off, putting it off. And I was like, all right, let me see. I'm going to just watch this anime so I can watch this, you know, Chimera Ant arc. And I was blown away. And so that's how I introduced it to you. Got you. So, I mean, that's kind of been the, the, the theme of our lives. When, when one anime blows one of us away, you got you to gotta pass it along. You got to preach the gospel of that experience. <laughs> preach the gospel. Spread the good word. You got to spread, you gotta spread the, word. the word, dude. Like that anime just touched my soul in some way. You got you to gotta, you gotta feel this, bro. Now, I appreciate that. That's good. So, I mean, since you you found it first, do you want to kind of just give a brief overview of the anime for listeners who may not have watched it? And then we can kind of dive into our breakdown and analysis of it. Yeah, for sure. So Hunter Hunter is about this kid named Gon, so kind of typical shonen anime who discovers that his dad is who left him uh, super young, which is also another trope in anime, is actually this really um, world famous, world renowned hunter who are these professionals who go on these fantastic pursuits Um which could range from solving crimes to locating rare or unidentified animals. Um, They'll go treasure hunting, all kinds of stuff. But despite being abandoned by his dad, Gon wants to follow in his footsteps, wants to ultimately find him. So the story really just follows Gon as he picks up a, a ton of different friends along the way, you know, fighting bad guys and things like that. So really cool anime. But I think the the main thing that it revolves around, or one of the main things that it revolves around is this concept of, of Nen, which is the main power structure in, in the anime. Anthony, you want to talk to us a yeah. little bit about Nen? Yeah, so just a little bit about Nen. Uh, I mean, speaking of it as a, a power structure, stuff of energy that, that is inside of you, it, it's everywhere, and it's something that allows you to create particular abilities that are specific to you as a person. So they call these Nen types. And then with these Nen types, there's six specific, well, yeah, six specific types. So you have Enhancer, you have Emitter, you have Transmuter, you have Manipulator, you have Conjurer, and then there's one called Specialist, which is its own thing, and it's a wild card ability. So with those nin types, uh, something that I thought was very interesting about it, not only was it this cool anime structure, is very detailed, very broken down, and very uh, just well thought out, and really something very applicable, and it has a lot of scaling potential to create different powers and abilities from different characters. But I found it interesting, like for me, as you're watching it, just like any, ki- any kid or any person watching the anime, you start to identify with it. So I'm thinking, what is my mm-hmm. nin type? And what, it, what does it mean about my personality or my, who I am, you know, if I am able to answer this question in this anime for myself. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know, talking about that is, it's just, that, that was, that was what locked me in. Cause I felt like this was like, it's not just, 
like becoming a hunter and going on that journey is is a journey of self exploration and in a way mm. that for anybody watching can be applied directly to real life in my experience. Yeah, and I think that's a really great point because in, in the anime, as you follow Gon and and his best friend Killua, etc., they're all in this pursuit of, of finding themselves. And so Gon is is trying to find his father, but Along the way, he's, he's really learning more and, and finding out more about himself. Before we, we really, or maybe not before, but I, I, I just want to talk a bit more about what makes this power structure so much better, in, in my opinion, than, mm-hmm. than some of the other. Like Dragon Ball Z, Key, you got, you got Chakra, right. you know, we have, we, we're right. familiar with these things, right? So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like to compare Dragon Ball Z, I feel like Dragon Ball Z and in the latter half of Naruto, it becomes just kind of a try hard thing, right? It's, yeah, yeah. You, you, you train really hard and um, you also have a kind of natural disposition on, on how strong you are or how powerful you are. And so that, but that's pretty much it, right? And so yeah. you just kind of, you train, you get stronger and then, you know, get a certain input, you get a, you get a certain output, but yeah. Nana is a little bit different than that, right? It, like I think that it's you a, do. It's a lot different. It's a lot. Yeah, different. and it's so it, it's like yeah, it has some of those components, and some nin types do function like like Dragon Ball Z, the typical just you know like enhancer. For, if you use it in just a very basic way, you can do stuff like that. Uh, but like just the fact that I think something that was different for me with the nin types is that there's an element of choice and creativity that's required in mm-hmm. order to use it effectively. Like, you know what your nin type is, but like, how are you going to, you have to build your ability from scratch. There right. is no sort of like pre-prescribed, you know, it's not like bleach where you get a katana. You just have to learn the name and now you awaken. There's no, mm-hmm. there's nothing preset. There's nothing intrinsic. It's all just like, just figure it out. And then like, if you make the, if you create like a dumb ability with like intellectual weaknesses that can be exploited, that's your fault. And then you right, right, <laughs> so right, right, right. that kind of stuff where it's so strategic in a different way than a lot of these anime function and combat mm-hmm. is not just who's the strongest, but it's like, who's the cleverest, who's, who's the most prepared, like all this stuff, you know? Right, right, right. And I think actually we see some of that in and other anime like My Hero Academia with quirks, right? So there you you have a little bit of a combo where, you know, folks have to definitely use strategy and figure out how to best use their powers in battle. But you're you're limited by, you know, how useful your actual quirk is. And so, yeah. and so like, you know, you got all for one, right? Or one for all, both of those, right? Like they're just, they're just OP, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and everybody exactly. else is kind of subject to those two um, particular quirks, right? Or you have hot, half hot, half cold, which is, I think, one of the more powerful quirks in the anime. Very powerful. Yeah. Um, and then you have, you have like the heart, there's uh, one character he can, he can like harden himself. I'm forgetting mm-hmm. his name right now, but it's like, yeah, that, it's kind of cool, but compared to the other ones in the anime, Right. He, there's only so much he can actually do. Exactly. Right? But in in Hunter Hunter, you have this like wonderful mix of like, yeah, like you have to have, you may not even have to have like a, a, a ton of kind of spiritual power, I guess. Um, but you have to like utilize it really well. You have to think about how you're using your power. You have to think about how you are 
utilizing your strengths and, and covering up your weaknesses and working well with, with the people around you. It, it takes a really thoughtful and intentional approach to understanding yourself exactly. in order to be really effective when, when fighting against someone else or just using your, your nan out in the world. Exactly. And I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's, it, that's what I liked about it because the anime, the two protagonists are super young, they're children. So mm-hmm. I think of that as the audience and thinking about what kind of message do you want to send to these kids? Do you want to say, oh, you're just, you're born like all might you're just a genius like a lot of anime really rely heavily on sort of that that just sort of lineage or inherited traits that mm-hmm. make you who you are and you're going to be the best or the worst and it's like predetermined and right. hunter hunter isn't necessarily like that not at all no. like you have certain things that are determined but victory is never like given in any circumstance no. so i feel like that's that's so that's such a powerful lesson um i think about somebody like you know, you think about Hisoka, you know, Hisoka yeah. is very powerful, but I think Hisoka is a good example because if you think about his, his nin ability or his Hatsu is, you know, he uses, yeah, he uses transmutation, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, his nin type is, I think, yeah, he is a transmuter. Yeah. Yeah. He's a transmuter. So that is um, changing the quality of your aura or your spirit energy to match right. something else. Exactly. So he's able to tra- transform his, his aura and then, you know, it turns into him using this technique called bungee gum, where bungee gum, which has the properties of gum and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> rubber. Right. And, and with that, those two properties, he's able to create these very effective, you know, battle exploits and, and just these r- ridiculous traps and situations that other people are not as clever enough to, to, to really get out of. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's it's, it's a simple, simple ability at base but he's able to implement it in such effective ways where people fear him are like right. literally afraid of his bungee gum <laughs> they're afraid of gum gum and then rubber <laughs> gum and rubber so yeah so i mean like yeah i guess we can you know we, we might let's take a moment since you mentioned the trans transmuter type and you know let's talk about specifically like what those types mean the enhancer type which is kind of the one of the more popular types, which is yeah. Gun Freaks, the main character. This is his type. What he does is he strengthens himself or other objects. Mm-hmm. You mentioned transmutation is changing the uh, the quality of the aura. Mm-hmm. Uh, conjuring is something where you can create objects from your aura. Then you have manipulation where you can animate different objects with your aura. And that emission is detaching your aura from the body or projecting it like, you know, like Dragon Ball Z, for example. Right. And you have that last one, which is specialization, which is completely unique and it doesn't fit in any of those other categories and this is probably the rarest type here it is the rarest type so what's your type what's my type your aura types (laughs) your nin type let's see i would I think you, take, uh, you took a test, didn't you? I did take. I a test. I think I sent you a test, and I, I, it was a while ago. I, yeah, what did mm-hmm. what did it say? What did it say? I think I, I think I got special. I think I got special. You got to be shy about it, you know. Especially, <laughs> you, yeah. I think I got special. I think I got special for that. Um, You're a specialist. Yeah, I was a little jealous, but at the same, I, <laughs> I was a little jealous because you know, special. Who doesn't want to be special? But at the same time, so I got enhancer. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? At first, I thought that was basic. But then I thought about it and I was like, it's all about the creativity. It's, it you got you to you go back to that. That it's not just about what you're born as, it's how do you use it? How do you mm-hmm. employ intelligence to your base form to make it the best version of an enhancer possible? So right. 
so I just did, and that, and that also plays on like certain personal insecurities. You don't always want to be seen as like I didn't want to be seen as a brute or somebody that's just like Uvogin or something like that who just just runs around punching people. Like anyway, enhancer though, Netero's enhancer. He's dope. And he's yes. like his enhancement ability when you maximize it to his fullest potential, it can be something beautiful, something that it can. And you and this is also I do want to say that just because you have a base form, the anime does allow for some movement and some kind of uh, I guess abilities in the other uh, other types of men, but you right. have to you're limited by you're limited by what you can get better at based on what your particular men type is. And there's a whole chart that I wish we could show you, but you should look it up. It, it, it'll, it'll, anything that's near you. Yeah. What is it? Like a hexagon? Yes. Yeah, a hexagon. Hexagon. There's six, right? Uh, hex, hexagon. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a hexagon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hexagon. Uh, but yeah, so you can still learn other types, but you have one that your efficiency of actually getting better at it and being effective is, is much higher than other types. And I think this is this is something that really kind of sets it apart from Naruto in a, in a certain regard, where you're really limited by your um, like elemental affinity, right? Exactly. And so, like Sasuke, for example, I don't think he's ever used a, a like a, like water ninjutsu, yeah. right? He just uses fire and lightning for the, yeah. for the most part, and I guess it's somewhat similar, but. It, it doesn't allow him to be a bit more creative in the, the types of jutsu that he's able to use and utilize. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It, 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 I agree with you, but I also will say this, and this is just, this is a limitation of just not like the structure of Naruto, but just what we end up seeing. And I feel like, mm-hmm. for example, like Sasuke, you've seen like uh, Kakashi, he has, he has a Sharingan eye right. and it's, it's not his and it's inefficient. He's probably half blind when he starts the anime right. in one eye, but then he can still use water jutsu. He's a copy ninja. Mm-hmm. But then you have Sasuke who is of a full-blooded, a full-blooded Uchiha, mm-hmm. but he's never used more than like a few handful of jutsu. So I wish, right. you know, from there, this is just a random critique of Naruto. I wish like they used more of that, like just explore more elements of possibility, but it's just right. the depth of it's not written in the same way that Hunter Hunter allows for that depth of exploration of power. You know, mm-hmm. it's not as, it's not as deep in that way. And this is why I love Hunter Hunter because it allow it goes deep there. And it's, it's interesting that you, that you identify with enhancer and we can go back to Ahsoka and Ahsoka is a really like charismatic character, <laughs> charismatic, flamboyant. Yeah, flamboyant. I don't know what word you want to use. And he's like, a clown. Yeah, he's, right, he's a clown and he's an evil, and he's murderous, evil, hypersexual clown. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Hypersexual clown. Um, but he has a personality test based on the different men types, and he has categorized or he's able to predict what type of men user. Um, someone is just based on uh, his interactions with folks. And so for Enhancer, he's just described them as simple and determined, um, saying that most of them don't ever really lie. They don't hide very many things. They're very straightforward in their actions and their, think- and their thinking. And then their words are often dominated by, by their emotions or how they're feeling at any given time. They're selfish and focused in their goals. And, and so with that being said, would you feel like, do you, you feel like you, or what parts of that do you resonate with you the, the most? 
I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of them, like pretty much the whole description is me. And I feel like even like, the, I guess the part that I resisted is the simple part, because I, I took simple to be unintelligent, which that's just is it, not necessarily. I think simple no, not. can be like uncomplicated, like you are just or pure even in, in mm-hmm. some ways. So I think that's how I interpreted it in the way that I feel like it reflected me as a person. And then like, yeah, pretty much just having like a single purpose or an idea of what you want to accomplish in this world. And I think Gone as a character has those qualities where he's and is, is represented as a good thing. Like he's just, mm-hmm. if it's focused in the right way, it's good to be simple. Like I just believe in love. Who, what if that's your life purpose? Love as right. an enhancer. And then is you can enhance love in every, you know, it's just that kind of, you have to just, you have to do some self-discovery to figure out what it means for you to be what you are. You can't change it, accept it. And then like, make it, make it matter for you, make it be good for you. So I've, uh, I, I embrace being an enhancer. So I want to read yours though. Cause yours is a, you were a trans, were you a trans? No, you were a specialist. So I want to go ahead and read and talk about what a specialist, you know, it says you're an individualistic and charismatic. You won't, they won't tell you anything important on them and refrain from being close friends, but because of their natural charisma that draws others, they're always surrounded by many people because specialization is unique and can have many facets. Most specialists possess only one Hatsu technique. What do you think about that? There are aspects of that, that, that definitely resonate with me when I am asked to talk a lot about myself. I usually talk about other people in reference to me. Mm. I'll tell you, this actually happened the other day. I was, I was being interviewed by, I work at a high school. I was in, being interviewed by a student and it was supposed to be like uh, a way for me to open up and, and have this like empathetic interview. And my, anytime I referenced myself, it was always in relation to others and talking about how others create me and which is true to an extent, but it, it was kind of holding them at bay a, a little bit. And so I think that I do have very close friends, but I, I can count them on a, on, on a few fingers, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and, and I think that's, that's very, um, I think that's very emblematic of, of this specific men type. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I think that, uh, I think there is, I think we maybe know, I think if I, if I didn't send you that test, I probably would have been able to guess that based on this. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I wonder, um, have you thought about what your particular inability would be? Because it says you only have one as a, a specialist. So what would that be? And, I, and, and we think about Kurapika as a specialist, has mm-hmm. like this very extremely complex freaking Hatsu ability that's so powerful. Right. Uh, and this is something else to mention about Nen is that like there's always a trade-off with power. Like in order to increase the strength of anything, you take on some risk and some right, exactly. And then, um, and that's what I like about it too is that you have to. There's a limitation. You have to gauge. You know, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to like gain or lose? You know, you have to really think that out before you start to develop things. Uh, so yeah, what is your what is your your Nen type? Our our Hatsu. Oh yeah, Hatsu. Yes, your Nen. Yeah, Hatsu. I don't know. <laughs> you uh, might know. See this. See, look. Think about it like this. All right, I'm gonna change it. You know, okay. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna build your your nin yahatsu from ground up. All right, let's do it. Cause, so ready. you know already, you have a sense of your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You've probably taken Myers-Briggs or something. Maybe you've taken an Enneagram test or something. I've taken both of those. So you kind of have a sense of what your personality is based on real world tests. Mm -hmm. And then just what do you get from those first? Mm. So for the Enneagram, I am investigator. Mm -hmm. And for Myers-Briggs, I believe I am. Most of the time I'm INTP. Okay. And then the, the P is usually like 40 or like 51%. So depending on my mood, it'll flip. Okay. And do you remember what it, so do you remember what it means to be uh, an investigator? Let's see. It, it is described as alert, insightful, and curious, able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills, independent, innovative, inventive. They can become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs. <laughs> um, they become detached yet high, strong, and intense. Typically have problems with eccentricity, nihilism, and isolation. At their very best, visionary pioneers, often ahead of their time and able to see the world in an entirely new way. Look, this is so funny, like specifically with the imaginary constructs line that you laughed at. Mm -hmm. I feel like, do you remember that guy? I I should have looked up his name, but the guy who um, with the glasses and he's able to create yeah. these pocket dimensions that he can go like, it's mm -hmm. such a, yeah, he has that, yeah, he has a big pipe. Yeah. Oh, not the pipe. No, I'm not talking about the pipe. I'm talking about the, the other guy who can like go into portals and then he can, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah. goes through his little like house that he's built in like in, in some other dimension and he can escape at any point to another place. I mm -hmm. feel like when you read that, it kind of reminded me of that that kind of guy like because he was basically an investigator he was a spy and he had he can like slide out of any place and just go into safety and like go into his little box and nobody can even touch him mm -hmm. and he just comes out of some random spot um i was thinking about that but you know what would be your uh, what would be your type i think he might even be like a, a conjurer or something like that yeah i think he i think he might be i think but again like an advanced version of any skill like that's something that has like you can't really bind it to any way it's, it's more advanced you know it could be a combination of other stuff you know um, right right but but anyway special specialist you know what do you, you know after reading your enneagram reading the investigator type you know what does that sound like i would i would like to think that my power would be in some way tied to like tied to like a set of rules or, or, or constructs that, that I would have to either speak or write into existence for a set period of time. And so at the beginning, at the beginning of, of any encounter, I, I'd kind of be powerless because I would have to think about, okay, what do I need in order to possibly get out of this situation? Yeah. Through that, I would have to either like speak or write into existence that I, you know, I need this sort of skill or I need this sort of technique and it would only last for a certain period of time, maybe. So, so interesting. So I feel like that's very powerful, but you will be so vulnerable at the beginning of fights. All right. Unless you had prior knowledge and then you could kind of build something on the spot based on what you know already. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's a huge disadvantage, but I guess that's like the example, like you have that. Right. It has to have balance. If you don't, if you don't die from <laughs> in the first five seconds. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> right. And then, the, and then the higher specificity that I have, you know, with it, the stronger it is. Right. So it also takes longer to either speak it or say it too. And so if I say something that's like, I don't know, super strength, right. Like yeah. the power proportional to that is going to be low because it's like super like super strength in comparison to what an ant yeah, <laughs> yeah. right and so then i could actually be, be weak right and so but um, then also an ant though you know relative is very strong but yes yes before its size and then you have another drawback so right exactly 50 times strength for like it's yeah you got to be specific or it can really mess you up right right and so i think just thinking about the development of complex ideas and skills, I really resonate with that and also really resonate with visionary and ahead of their time. And so just kind of being able to, to think about, okay, given this set of, cir- set of circumstances, these are the things that I need. So I would imagine, I don't know, like maybe carrying, like carrying around a book or something, or maybe, yeah. You like Cro- Crolo Lucifer? <laughs> oh it? yeah, Crolo Lucifer? He's he's stealing techniques. I feel like um, you, I feel like I can. I, I know that he's you. You probably like his character a lot. Sure. I love I love his character. <laughs> I you love his character. He I was amazing. Know. I know you do. <laughs> his name is Lucifer. Just throw L in there, but like I see you. Right, that's for me. Hello, Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, he's that. Your power does sound like kind of like that. A little bit like like Crollo's power. Um, and you know, I th- thinking about Kuropika too. It was somewhat similar as well, right? Where he and remind me, it he had to be in order to to strengthen his his technique. He had to be like very specific, extremely, um, extremely specific about how he could use his power, right? Like he could only use his power against the Phantom Troop, or else he would die. Yes. Um, and then he could. He could kill them, right? He definitely could. He, I mean, he killed um, at least in the beginning Uvo again. He killed him, uh, right. and then there's some others. But I think the main one, the main thing, yes, the specificity of it is that it's just the, the resolve with which he created that power. Is that it, like it must be used against the Phantom Troop? And I, I, we have to go through in detail about all the chains that he's using. But there's at least right. the one at the end. Damn, this is the, what he killed Uvogin with is a chain. Like if he used it in the wrong way, he could either kill him or Uvogin, depending on the answer to a certain question. So right. I feel like and it's like it binds his heart by this particular resolve. And he is it's just so like he's is life or death. That's the highest stake you can possibly put. And that's why his 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 power is so strong. It's it's I I am he's literally saying with his his Hatsu that I it will give my entire life to the destruction of the Phantom Troop. His his ability is built specifically for that function to to carry out that mission, right? And his power only by de facto only really works against the Phantom Troop. So in any other circumstance, he's pretty much kind of powerless. <laughs> that's but that's at the same time, like we think about the Hunter examination. People, everybody joins that and tries to get a license for a particular reason. So mm-hmm. I think you have to be you got to have that kind of resolve. Right. Like that's, I mean, any kind of hunter who's going through a test and risking their life in any way, trying to like survive this test that like is one in a hundred thousand 
success rate. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Why would you even try to do that without having your server? <laughs> like, like resolve a purpose. So I think it makes sense that Karapika, but I think Karapika just took it to the next level, like to the most extreme possible level. But I guess that makes me think about mine too. I feel like I, 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 I let me see if you can guess my my favorite character. Cause I feel like I could have definitely, definitely guessed Carlo Luso for, for you, for sure. Your favorite character besides Ahsoka? Ahsoka's <laughs> just a random no bro you like Ahsoka <laughs> Ahsoka had me in in tears and you know for, for folks who haven't seen Hunter Hunter just just look up Ahsoka best scenes yeah and you'll, you'll have a good laugh and I think it'll make you want to watch the show Ahsoka has some serious issues my, my favorite character at least I know I, I got it I, I, I think I know what your favorite character is it's Netero it has to be Netero it's 100% Netero, <laughs> Netero. it has to be it, it is yes Netero is a natural enhancer and he just by pure force of enhanced strength sat on a mountaintop and punched thousands of times until he mastered punching till he could punch faster and stronger than any human on the planet Right. <laughs> he became and, and he, he just got progressively better to the point that instead of just punching and beyond like exceeding his own physical limits he started to just meditate in his spare time because he finished his exercises early so now, right. he, now his mind after he mastered his body he just elevated to the next step and just made his mind so strong and right. in the process he created his 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 hatsu was the the, um, the lady guanyin statue which is is, is, is it, it, and that's this to me i could I, that's just crazy to me I, yeah i love it too much so netro is the the chairman of the hunters association right and circling back to your point anthony he i think yeah he went to this mountaintop and he did like ten thousand punches a day or something like that and then meditated and i think one of the most beautiful parts of this of Netro's story is his his sequence of doing a punch or his or or the the sequence or the forms that he that he goes through each and every single time he attacks right and so he does like a small prayer yeah right exactly. before each and every single one of his attacks and when I think about that I think about again, how intentional this, this anime is and how purposeful this anime is and how every character has to be with how they are utilizing their strengths, mm-hmm. right? And so naturally he's been able to transcend to this, you know, this kind of higher plane of existence because of the very little things that he does every single time. And I think that just calls back to the success that we all have in, in everyday life really boils down to the rituals that we engage in every day, mm-hmm. right? And that those small things can't be skipped. You can't forget about the basics, right? Like Steph Curry, he shoots all these like crazy threes. And I think a lot of kids emulate that now. But when you really look at Steph Curry's game, like he's impeccable, right? At every part in of every his category. basketball game, right? He's just not a, a he's great the, shooter. He's just the best, best. three-point <laughs> shooter of all, all time, time in the history of basketball. Right, exactly. But, but everything folks, else doesn't mean he's not, he's great at everything else, but the best, the best. absolute number one. In right. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, but, you know, you look at his, his handling, it's amazing, right? He can still drive, right? He's a great leader. So he's done all of those little bits and pieces to perfect that aspect of his game. Mm-hmm. And I think that Netero is kind of the, the anime embodiment uh, uh, of that. He is something like that. And that's so interesting just to, to stick on Steph Curry a little bit and how it's like Nin is it's a perfect kind of analogy because yes, he is a great three-point shooter, but his shooting is not just mastering the technique of pushing your arm a certain way and creating a certain arc. Like mm-hmm. you have to be able to, with his handles, you have to be able to create space and create, find those moments where you can take the, the right shots at the right time mm-hmm. and be able to get yourself open. So then having mastery of different skills has scaffolds the other skills and allows him to be the best at the other things. So you do have to have kind of this scaffolded structure. You do have to have mastery of, of, of other stuff. And that's how, if we think about Netero's technique where he's mastered strength just pure just raw power but then in order to really get it to another level he had to understand how to be a conjurer in some way to create a structure that is that takes his strength even further and it gives him more range gives him more speed gives him more gives him a thousand arms you know gives him like takes his one his two arms and just multiplies it it just so it's like that's and then like just the, the little simple thing back to it is like his it his simple purpose is an expression of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that's what his gratitude, everything that he does, every single punch is gratitude. He's grateful for his strength, grateful for all of his power. He's just, mm-hmm. and then it's like, it's so powerful, but then it's the same. It's so interesting to see how even that simple expression of gratitude can be exploited. Just that simple, tiny mm-hmm. bit of gratitude becomes a weakness against a certain component opponent who does have, who has no gratitude who has no humanity right nothing to carry just like pure unrestricted raw power right. without gratitude right right <laughs> so i think that it's so funny how you can see that i love the fights because there's much about technique as they are about personality and about mm. like and willpower and and intention and it's just a mind game manifest you know right right so so good such a good show i was gonna take a breather for that for a second because when you think about the emotional stakes of that like those yeah. moments it's real it's so and i think that's the thing not even just intellectually the anime is, is extremely stimulating intellectually but also emotionally it still hits like if you any of the best shown and you put these moments in it's like man you feel it you feel mm-hmm. that anime mm-hmm. and i think it, it deals with death in a different way than other anime where it doesn't try to resurrect anybody it doesn't try to like soften it it's like no like mm-hmm. these characters are feeling the stakes of loss right and it, it affects them for like a prolonged periods so mm-hmm. it's not and it's something that returns to them it's it, and it's something that makes sense for an anime called hunter hunter people are dying during the, the first examinations you know but it doesn't skirt around it it's like no these people are, are dead <laughs> like it's, right. it's it's crazy right. crazy yeah. Right. And, you know, it's interesting to think about how Nen being and many other power structures within anime being sort of manifestations of one's soul. Right. And yeah. how Nen, you're kind of you're wearing your emotions, you're wearing your, your soul kind of on, on, you know, on your sleeve. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about loss and you talk about. The, the raw emotions that, that go in Hunter Hunter, it, it literally causes the grief of Kurapika losing his entire clan, literally like makes him a specialist, 
yes. and literally makes him one of the strongest characters in the show in his very particular, very niche field. And it's these emotions really that that bring out the, the best of us, right? Kind of teaching us to 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 use our emotions to to our advantage, right? But learn how to control them, unlike Gone did, right? With but the yeah. on the other end, right, like Netero being kind of just about in full control of of his emotions and his and his ultimate gratitude right because you, so you see kind of both ends of that spectrum in the anime yeah i think yeah it teaches you to be in control but i um sometimes you can't fully control all of your emotions like even gone as a character like so much light and so much like uh such a positive super positive character I feel like even then that, that character like that can be broken at some point, but then it requires the other things to heal something like that. And it could be mended, but yeah, but I, I do agree with you that emotions play a big part in, in the strength, you know, Karapika with the scarlet eyes and, and things like that. So I, um, the lessons from the anime is just going to stick with me, you know, forever. Like it's, it's going to be something that, you know, God willing, I have children, I will have them watch Hunter Hunter and I want oh, them, yeah. <laughs> they, they need to watch that. Definitely. And I think even if we think about, you know, there's there's a lot of young people who may, like all young people, require some guidance in terms of self-knowledge and finding the proper path in life, finding out who you are and what you're actually supposed to be doing with infinite choices around you. I feel like using Nin as a, a scaffolding or a structure to be able to gain some self-knowledge is extremely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to figure it out. But there's a path to figure that out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I think I've I've expressed. I've almost <laughs> exhausted all of my nin trying to talk about the the beauty of this anime. But I think at this point, the best thing is just to watch it and, and to experience it in its totality, mm-hmm. and then you'll fully understand exactly you know exactly what that journey means as a watcher. Be anything else you want to say about it? No, I mean it's it's a really beautiful anime, and I think to your last point. One of the biggest things that I took away from the anime is to is to confront yourself, right? And accept yourself, right? And and all of its flaws and all of the emotions and the feelings that that come with it. Right. And so you see so many so many of the characters in the anime struggling to get over the next hurdle and and struggling with loss and struggling with grief, but um, all of them face that head on. And that is the only way to continue to move move forward in your in your journey right and um mm-hmm. to to ascend and, and become a better version of yourself whatever that may be whatever it, um, is. whatever it is right and that's the most beautiful thing because you know again in the anime the the strongest characters are the ones who have who are furthest along in their self-acceptance right the yes. ones that are that aren't able to to do that can't even see them they can't even see themselves they can't see other people Right. And awareness, it, awareness, right. It is that awareness. Right. And so until they're able to figure that out about themselves and see themselves for start, begin to see themselves for who they truly are, they can't take that, that first step, you know, in, in becoming a true hunter and becoming a full, a full fledged person. Right. Which mm-hmm. is that, which could be the metaphor. Right. It is. Um, and the show. Definitely. Well, I think that's a, a beautiful summary and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll let those be the final words. Um, but yes, watch Hunter Hunter. Until next time, everybody. Cool. We'll see you next time.